TED Audio Collective. Hey, everybody. I'm Dan Cortler, and you're listening to TED Climate. Urging us to mend our relationship to the planet, climate and health campaigner Shweta Narian brings a new lens to how humanity tackles climate change that relies on some old wisdom. Do no harm. By approaching all decisions from this perspective, advancement is measured by health, not wealth. Because, as Narian explains, it's impossible to have healthy people on a sick planet. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? The real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. As a listener of the show, you know the climate is changing the way we live our lives in some big ways. I want to tell you about another podcast that can help you get your head around the crisis. It's called Climate One. The show is hosted by Greg Dalton and Ariana Brocious, two journalists who have been covering climate for years. Each week, they get behind the headlines and talk with the experts and activists, politicians and artists who are shaping the way our world responds to climate change. People like Senator Cory Booker and the legendary Jane Fonda. These are really smart, in-depth conversations that cover all aspects of climate change, from cutting-edge solutions like geothermal energy to the ways you can lower your carbon footprint just by considering what's in your closet. New Climate One episodes drop every week. Find them on Fridays, wherever you get your podcasts. I grew up in Bukaro Steel City in eastern India, an industrial township surrounded by power plants and steel smelters. One of my fondest memories as a child was to stare in the evenings at the beautiful orange skies and flaring chimneys of the steel plant. Little did I know at that time that these were all classic signs of severe air pollution. Cities like Bukaro were dubbed as the temples of modern India that propelled the country into the 21st century. I now work at the intersection of environment, health and justice. I've been in this space for nearly two decades, and my experience tells that the negative impacts of industrialization have outweighed the good. I've also, in my work, come across several individuals and groups who, despite all odds, go beyond their call of duty to serve their communities. I find healthcare professionals working in polluted places as one such group who strive to do everything they can to protect their patients and communities from risk. For example, Mina, 
a health worker from Korba district in central India. Her job is to provide maternal care to pregnant women. However, Meena lives in a region that is surrounded by coal and power plants and is considered among the top five critically polluted places in India. So Meena also gives advice on how to protect the newborn children from the dangers of air pollution. Meena and thousands of other health workers in India and across the world apply a concept that has been with us since at least the 5th century BC, when Hippocrates, the Greek physician, also considered as the father of modern medicine, wrote about the role of physicians in his book of the epidemics. He said, and I quote, the physician must be able to tell the antecedents, know the present, and foretell the future. Must mitigate these things with two special objects in view with regard to disease. Namely, to do good or to do no harm. The doctrine of do no harm forms the basis of the Hippocratic Oath, one of the oldest and most widely known codes of ethics. Now, the recitation of the Hippocratic Oath may be symbolic today, but most health professionals adhere to it daily, as we have witnessed in the last two years of the COVID-19 crisis. I'm here to make a case for two things. Placing health at the heart of climate solutions and placing the philosophy of first do no harm at the heart of all decisions beyond health, including those taken by our CEOs and politicians. Now, let me be clear about one fact. The climate crisis is a health crisis. It threatens our air, water, food, shelter, security, all the basics on which the human life depends. Burning of fossil fuels for electricity, heat, or transport is a major driver for climate change and a main contributor to air pollution. Globally, air pollution causes 7 million premature deaths each year. That's 13 deaths every minute. Way more than the death toll of COVID by the end of summer of 2021. And the poor and the marginalized are more severely impacted. Now, extreme climate events not only threaten people's health, but healthcare's own infrastructure and capacity to respond. The deadly floods of 2018 in Kerala, in India, the state that I live in, forced hospitals to evacuate patients, suspend surgeries and critical care. Others faced power outages, many reported destruction of the entire stocks of vaccines and medical supplies. And similar experiences have been documented in other parts of the world. Now, there's also a paradox here, and with it, an opportunity arises. While the health sector plays a central role in responding to the climate crisis, the sector itself contributes to nearly 5% of the net global greenhouse gas emissions and growing. Healthcare professionals understand the seriousness of their own climate footprint. In the last couple of years, we have seen an enormous momentum within the sector in charting a course towards transformative healthcare that starts with climate solutions. This momentum is guided by a zero emissions, climate resilience, and health equity roadmap. 
For example, the state of Chhattisgarh in India has solarized over 900 community health centers and pledged to attain 100% solarization to provide energy access, thus anchoring the resilience of the community and protecting the most vulnerable. Last year, England's National Health Service began charting a course to zero emissions by 2045. This year, 40 institutions representing 3,000 hospitals in 18 countries followed suit and worked with Healthcare Without Harm to decarbonize healthcare, its buildings, its operations, and supply chains in a race to zero. Doctors for Clean Air and Climate Action is mobilizing thousands of doctors across India on the issue of air pollution and health to advocate for better policies. Time has come that we measure the advancement of our civilization through the metric of health rather than metric of wealth. But here also lies one of our biggest roadblocks. It is impossible to have healthy people on a sick planet. The blatant disregard for environment, which is entrenched in our current economic and social models, has pushed the natural world to its limits. Failure to ask basic questions like, who is this business decision going to harm? Or what is the impact of the current policy choice on the most marginalized or on the future generations has brought us to this crisis? COVID-19 is a clear example of our broken relationship with the nature. It has also shown the deep interconnections between the health of the planet and human health. We need to urgently mend our relationship with the planet. And this is where the principle of first do no harm in decisions becomes critical. Now, let me clarify one point here because I do not want any ambiguity. When I say do no harm, I do not mean that we should not explore the bold and courageous solutions. We desperately need to be innovative in the face of crisis. But there is a lot of bad, wrongful, harmful, and unjust behavior that happens knowingly, and that needs to stop. The overarching theme of the Hippocratic Oath is the idea that the individual who's reciting the pledge is making a personal dedication to ethical and committed care and putting their patients first. In Kurba, Meena embodies this philosophy. She is doing her bit in protecting her community. However, that is not enough. The scale of challenges that we face today demands that all of us, individually and collectively, independently of our position, power, agency, or resources, adopt a similar dedication and commitment. And as a first step, we must all include the principle of doing no harm in all decisions, big and small, for all present and future actions, and put the health of our planet and ours first. Thank you.